So there we are, folks. Probably in for the greatest championship decider ever. It may seem like a bit of a big statement to make right now, but considering how emotional this journey has been, considering how long this journey has been, at least for a great proportion of us watching, this has to be the best title fight that we have ever seen. Better than 2012, better than 2016, better than 2010. Two direct competitors just going out there head-to-head, -head, trying to outdo the other one. Not just the drivers, but also the teams. And this is it. D-Day is here, Abu Dhabi is here, and on this episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast and Pits to Podium, we preview the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, look at what could potentially happen here, and ask the question, well, what is Max Verstappen going to do this weekend? Considering all that's happened with him, that's going to be the big one, and also discussing more on Kimi Raikkonen, more on the FIA, a little bit about how maybe they can get involved in the fight as well. There's something not that we don't want to see. But again, it's a realistic factor, right? And Kimi's last race and a little bit on the midfield as well. Let's try and do that on this episode. See you there. Oof, welcome back, folks, to the Inside Line F1 podcast and Pits to Podium. My name is Somal Arora, host on, of The Driving Force on Disney Plus Hotstar and joined by Kunal Shah, the former marketing head of the Force India F1 team, you know the stuff. You've been listening to us for 23 races, hopefully this year. And it's been an amazing season so far, Kunal. And honestly, it, it doesn't feel fatiguing at all, considering how the battle has spiced up. And what do you reckon about that claim I made? Maybe this is, in terms of the build-up, one of the best championship deciders ever. I mean, there's that big fat flying around, right? I think since 1974 is the first time when we're having two title contenders going head-to-head -head with equal points. It's it's all lined up in a way that it's just going to be a classic street fight. And maybe that's just the best thing that Formula One needs at this moment. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's been an incredible season, irrespective of how uh, it all turns out on Sunday night. Uh, just the very fact that we've had Red Bull and Max Verstappen able to challenge Mercedes in such a manner, right? And Red Bull says it's been an honor for them to be in the fight and Mercedes is saying the same thing. And that's the truth. Just to be present till the 22nd race of the season in such a manner, I think it's incredible. But yes, the big question on everybody's minds, Samuel, is what is Max Verstappen going to do? And there's this whole conversation around who is this circuit going to suit, you know, with all the mm. changes that they've, they've made to the circuit? Will it work to Mercedes's advantage? Will it work to Red Bull's advantage? And I think, the you know, it's the same finer margins that will be at play. Like in Sa Saudi Arabia, like Mark Hughes, uh, you know, reported, uh, it was a minor breeze that made Red Bull the quicker car over a single lap than the Mercedes cars. So, it is again going to come down to those really finer, uh, you know, finer elements that sort of challenge the two teams and the two drivers. But I have to also put it this way that just the fact that two teams with very, very opposite car concepts mm. are so closely matched on track. Yes, it's taken Red Bull several years to come here, but the fact they're here, we don't know what's going to happen next year. Just relish it. Just enjoy mm. it. Doesn't matter if your favorite driver doesn't win it. Doesn't matter if it gets too con controversial. Doesn't matter if Michael Massey has to get involved. It's all going to happen. Just brace for it. 
Peak Formula One, isn't this, Kunal? Peak Formula One. Two different car concepts, two different driver styles. Again, another battle of the generations, much like what we had in 2006 with Schumacher versus Alonso. And we haven't had that extent of a battle of the generations since then. Contrasting styles, contrasting aggression levels, contrasting teams in terms of the way they approach their racing and also approach the media as well. It is tremendous. And... There's this uh, fun little term that we use back here in Mumbai. It's, it's not the cleanest of terms, but it's called Abadubi, which means that anything goes. And it's, it's crazy that Abu Dhabi could be Abadubi in a way, that anything goes in this way with the racing. And what's incredible, Kunal, is that even still, the biggest variable has to be Max Verstappen, as you rightly mentioned. And I guess that's the thing with him, right? He, he, he's such a mercurial driver in a way that he can pull out all the stops whenever he wants to. Everything hinges around him. What can he do here? And also, what can we see from these cars? Because, of course, it's the last time we ever see them race. And, yeah, it's not been the best generation, but there are some fond memories on there. Yes, it's definitely going to be a generation everybody's going to be happy to retire. Literally, oh. <laughs> okay. Everyone's going to be happy to start with a clean slate in 2022. But you're absolutely right when you say... The, the biggest unknown variable here is Max Verstappen. He still enters uh, as the leader of the Drivers' World Championship. If the two collide and they don't finish, he still is crowned world champion. So again, Max has little to lose than Lewis Hamilton. And, you know, the FIA are prepping for it. Michael Massey's, of course, released some statements about how they still have the rights to deduct points in the world championship for unsportsmanlike behavior. And we all know, you know, why that is being spoken <laughs> about. And, 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 and that's, that's always everybody's worry. What is Max going to do? Will he be able to pull a clean overtake on Lewis Hamilton without getting, you know, scrutinized, without getting a penalty or a review or a reprimand for it? Because that's what He's been trying so desperately hard to do the last couple of races, right? And of course, there's a reason why he feels that way because, you know, Mercedes and Lewis have hit a gear which Max in his Red Bull is unable to match. So mm. he is being forced to, to take all these extra risks on track to go over aggressive on track. And like Lewis Hamilton said, we would all love to see all the racing to happen between the white lines. And Samuel, I know this is exactly where all the Hamilton fans are tuning in, but all the Max fans are going away. But yes, I have to say, it is equally going to be Hamilton's responsibility to keep it clean to make sure that they at least finish the race. Because if Lewis Hamilton doesn't finish the race and Max doesn't finish the race either, he's not going to be able to win the world championship, right? So for once, it's literally going to be about what Max and Lewis are going to be able to do on track to help their cause to win the title. Straight fight, as we wanted. But in a way, hear me out, guys. In a way, I don't want them to go side by side all the time, right? And and before you start labeling me as someone who's not a Formula 1 fan, as someone who doesn't like racing, whatever, uh, yeah, it comes from the point of view that when they race side by side, every single time, we've seen this go to the steward's office. We've seen a report. We've seen some sort of... Uh, uh, what can you say, investigation by the FIA. And it always leaves, or rather it has so far the season, left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Why do you want that to happen again? But maybe, I'm, I'm looking at it from a way that when you have a finale like 2012 or 20, 2008, maybe when there is two different variables working independently and maybe then 
uh, you can control something. I mean, at least it doesn't go to a steward's office to get cleared out. Like, like say, 1991, uh, when all that happened. You don't want that sort of stuff happening. And so far this year, that's been the problem. And the FIA, Kunal, do you see them being a major factor? Because I see aggression levels just popping out to another level. I mean, unlike something we've ever seen. If Saudi, we thought, was a new high, I think we're going to go even higher here. And in this case, if it goes to the FIA's office, this is not the way most people would like to see the championship settled, wouldn't it? Yeah, I really hope that it's not settled via post-race penalties and the official result isn't you know, declared for several hours or days or sometimes weeks and we don't get into penalties and appeals and mm. you know, going to court and, and, and so on. So I, I hope it is settled when the checkered flag drops in Abu Dhabi. And again, the onus is then on Max Verstappen to sort of try and do that. I, I know I'm being unpopular when I say that. I'm not saying Lewis is, you know, gets a clean chit each time, you know, but it's, I'll put it this way. After what Max has done in Brazil and then in Abu Dhabi and, and so on, the question can be asked, is he now the underdog? Because, you know, mm. going into uh, the last three races of the season, Lewis was the underdog. He needed to win all the races and he has won three on the on the trot, right? Uh, then, of course, the other question that we can ask is, you know, there was this fan vote or fan sentiment that, oh, Lewis has won just so much out there. It's great to see Max battle it out. I'm rooting for a Max win just because Lewis has won everything. There, there are sentiments that do that as well. But after his you know, shenanigans after his on-track behavior, after the, you know, the incidents that we saw in Saudi Arabia. I'm wondering if some of that fan sentiment has swayed in favor of Lewis Hamilton. Mm. Again, I'm not taking sides. I know there are viewers of ours who literally write into us saying, hey, you guys need to pick a side. But the truth is, we are here to ask the right questions. We don't have all the answers. But it is, it is our duty to ask the right questions. It is our duty to evoke uh, you know, sentiments and emotions from our listeners and viewers because everyone has uh, a, a favorite driver who may or may not win this weekend, right? So, so that's the direction, you know, that I'm going to take. That will or has the fan sentiment swayed away from you know Max Verstappen after his antics in Saudi Arabia and gone towards Lewis Hamilton? Could we see a record eighth title? Could we see, you know, Lewis Hamilton win the battle of the generations? Or could we see Max Verstappen put a stop to all the, you know, Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes juggernaut and say, that's it. I put a stamp to it and this is my world championship. So, yes, that's that's what we're all looking forward to this weekend. Uh it's funny, Kunal, and, and that's testament to how Formula One has handled the sport that seemingly on social media. Every fan has lost a sense of objectivity. And Max fans feel that Max is right. Lewis fans feel that Lewis is right. Of course, considering all that happened in Saudi Arabia. And I love it. That's what Formula 1 should be like. I mean, if the fans are not involved enough emotionally, what's the point of watching it? And that's the amazing thing, that there will be emotions involved. And you mentioned, Gunal, that maybe it'll be a good idea to have this race on free TV worldwide. Yeah, maybe F1 didn't quite listen to it. But the, the, the whole context of this, right, to see two equal challenges come up against each other in differing cars, in differing generations, with differing driving styles, it's going to be tremendous. But now we have to just ask this question about both of them, about Lewis Hamilton as well. A run of form is really coming in. The momentum is on his side. But if you look at another layer to add to this battle... Hamilton and Mercedes didn't quite win here in 2020. Of course, Hamilton was out with COVID, but still, Red Bull are the last winners here. 
but the the pegging field is completely changed around because the circuit change is coming up so it's like formula 1 and the entire world just does not want us to have an answer about who we think will actually win and if you think you know who's going to win come and join us here come and take our seat maybe take david croft's seat because nobody knows how do you know if the teams are not aware as well and and what do you reckon with the changes kuna new changes uh cosmetic do you reckon i mean they're intended to make the circuit faster but i don't think that's what the circuit needs right it needs more overtaking spots and from the looks of it whatever i can see it does not look like a major overtaking spot at least that chicane section in the second sector you know the the, the positive aspect here is that formula 1 and the local organizers at least realized hey we hmm. need to make a change to this circuit and yeah. that's the that's the that to me is the more important thing they're trying something maybe it'll work maybe it won't maybe they'll make some other changes somewhere else but this is what abu dhabi is paying for this is exactly the kind of season finale that they've been waiting for they had one in 2016 of course we all know how that turned out uh, but it wasn't really as much as what we're going to see this weekend right and to talk about the free to air at least in the netherlands and then and the and the uk formula 1 is going to be broadcasting this free to air because the true title protagonists are from there of course so they've hmm. they've partially heard at what i've been saying and hopefully it goes free to air all around the world of course there are lots of you know commercial reasons why that doesn't happen but yes this is the best advertisement for formula 1 and not netflix when you have seasons like these seriously when you have battles like these this is what you need for formula 1 and netflix can of course do all the behind the story scenes and follow in you know other battles that happen around um, you know uh, in the middle midfield and the you know bottom field teams and so on but yes nobody knows what's going to happen if you have a crystal ball write to us if you have tarot cards that tell you answers write to us we'd love to know who you think is going to win we asked this question in our newsletter you know earlier in the week again we had split answers some of them saying <laughs> lewis is going to win some of them saying max is going to win at this moment nobody knows do you know we actually asked in the pitch to podium whatsapp group as well considering uh, where all the team members who they think they actually is going to win and guess what we were 50 50 even stevens over there as well it's and and some and some didn't quite get the chance to put in their vote but still it's 50 50 over there as well it's 50 50 in whatever whatsapp group you go to whatever telegram group anything you go to and that's the beautiful part but when it's 50 50 canal there are finer margins as you mentioned other factors that could come in the way and maybe influence things a little bit more and the teammates have to be those factors now on reddit I know it's not the most reliable place for formula 1 news but it's it's good to know what people are thinking there are already stories coming up about say Valtteri Bottas taking out Max Verstappen or Perez taking out Hamilton or maybe even Mick Schumacher in the final lap stopping Lewis Hamilton and saying oh this one is for my dad making sure that nobody can cross seven at what not but while the Schumacher one might be a bit too fictional in a way there is a genuine chance that Perez and Bottas can really get involved in this one and what what is the onus like on them this weekend because if anything this is the biggest responsibility for them this is essentially why you have a second car this whole weekend yes it is and i really hope it's not some outbreaking maneuver or some accidents on the opening lap first corner whatever that settles the championship because that would be a tremendous anti climax and yes mm. we're hyping it up it could still be a very boring race either one of the drivers could just lead from the front and not be challenged it could happen it almost happened in saudi arabia as well right so at at the end of the day i think 
Checo Perez knows he has a contract with Red Bull for next year. He knows there is probably nothing else for him apart from Red Bull in the near future. So he would want to at least be there strategically involved in the battle. Uh, and f- as for Valtteri Bottas as well, he's, you know, Valtteri Bottas has been saying, uh, I've been with the team five years and we've won the titles on five consecutive years. Basically, the B- Rubens Barrichello stat. Yep. And he wants to help Lewis to win the title. Uh, both of the wingmen haven't been as instrumental in most of the races yet. But could they be the decisive factor come Abu Dhabi? Who knows? It's it's all to play for. And could Alpha Tauri get involved? I mean, I don't know. It's 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 all in the mix. And you know, like for example, I was surprised that Alpha Tauri did not use one of the uh, one of their drivers, or Red Bull did not use one of the Alpha Tauri drivers in Cheddar to take uh, you know a point for the fastest lap away from Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, they did not even attempt it. But I can tell you, there was one driver who attempted it. And that was Fernando Alonso. He actually, I would have loved to listen to that radio exchange because when I was seeing the data sheets, I saw Fernando Alonso was the only driver to end the race on the soft tire. And I did not dig in immediately, but it was only later that I realized that, oh my God, now I know what Fernando was trying to do, which was taking that one point away from Lewis Hamilton. Anyway, it didn't happen. Let's see what happens in Abu Dhabi. I love this guy. I, I seriously love Fernando Alonso. What if, okay, now uh, it's something we call in Hindi as a Khayali Pulao, which is basically a Pulao is a dish. It's, it's a rice dish. Basically, you're cooking up things that don't exist. What if we just get to see Lewis versus Alonso next year? That's not the point of this episode, is it? But who knows what could happen. But the, the crazy part is we have to see one of Fernando Alonso's generational drivers, someone who came in along with him see his last race this weekend and more than the last race Gunal it's the last press conference and the last team radio message that will sting it's Kimi Raikkonen and it's such a shame that over the last few races we haven't quite had the chance to focus on him considering how good the title fight has been again it's not it's not a shame in terms of title fight but shame that we haven't quite been able to give Kimi the attention that I think we should at this stage and it's amazing that Alfa Romeo have come up with a special livery and I love it in case you haven't quite seen it Go to your rear nearby WhatsApp group or Reddit and you'll find an image of that. It says, Kimi, we'll now leave you alone. At the circuit when he actually came up with that message. This guy, Gunal, ah, it'll, it'll be sad to see him go. And, and I know something special will be happening at your place because uh, Mittler, of course, your wife is, is, I think, one of the biggest Kimi fans I know ever. She is and she is probably not going to watch this race just uh-huh. because it's like, oh my God. I cannot let my memory of Kimi Raikkonen, the racer, fade away into oblivion like that. But I, I know the guys at at Alfa Romeo uh, uh, who actually came up with the hmm. message. I think it's really awesome, very humorous, very contextual, and just what I love about Formula One. It can so uh, you know become uh, fun in its own ways, humorous in its own ways. Yes, it's serious when the cars go racing, but there's so much more. Uh, affection. There's so much more uh, humor and so much light-hearted banter around that doesn't really get broadcast. You know, even Netflix doesn't really carry it. So it's great that it comes out in these ways uh, with with uh, social media. Sound. Yeah, it's absolutely tremendous. And and to see Kimi Raikkonen get a farewell like that is going to be something special. Realistically, Kunal, the prospects don't quite look very special for Alfa Romeo this this whole weekend, but. 
Ah, that that last team radio message will be quite something, right? Do do you reckon he'll be chatty this time out? Finally, one last time. I think I have a feeling he'll just say, "Yeah, thank you guys, thank you for the career," and end it. Or he might just be silent. That's probably more Kimi Raikkonen, right? <laughs> and, and and we know that Yasmin has a few yachts as well, so maybe if he decides to park up and leave immediately, we'll be fine with that. It's it's a good Kimi way to end, but. Yeah, let's actually keep the Kimi segment like Kimi would keep his answers, short and succinct. Let's move on to something else. And let's move on to the second best battle if we can call it that way. Canal Norris versus Leclerc versus Sainz, this whole midfield trio that's that nobody's going to focus on. Let's be very honest. So, I think it has to be our duty to focus a little bit on that. And considering how things have been going so far, one really has to say that momentum has to be on the side of Ferrari. But Lando Norris, he said in Saudi Arabia at the end of the race it was a very 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 good race sarcastically of course but mclaren had the pace there crucially that ferrari seemed to lack yas marina is not that fast of a circuit but genuinely it's just as big of a guessing game isn't it about who will be fast and more importantly do you reckon that mclaren can finally execute a race properly because that's been something that they've been missing out on in this last triple header and more on that i mean at the end of the day Lando Norris beating Charles Leclerc it's not going to be the headline it's not going to be yeah. or whichever way it goes <laughs> right uh but yeah just seeing them battle i i i hope that the tv directors even focus on that battle for that matter uh i think you know lando was done in by the red flag in in jeda of course but that's just how racing goes mm. and the very fact that you know we still have a battle in p5 two very wonderful very loved drivers and you know like norris joked saying i'm going to break test uh, charles to stay ahead of him because <laughs> hey i heard that you get just a 10 second penalty for that so at least there's humor in this battle somel i would say i, I may the best driver win i think pain behind the humor or maybe i think charles leclerc was also discussing the idea of taking somebody running them wide outside a corner going together and then just coming back out I don't know. You tell me if I. You tell me. But finally, Kunal P5. That's going to be fun. Uh, that that has spilled out of where. I mean, spilled out a little bit with, of course, Alpine and AlphaTauri. But if there's one good place where we can see a good, comprehensive performance from Pierre Gasly, it has to be a good place for him to end. And what about Fernando Alonso? The same place where he ended his Formula One career three years later. He's back here in a Formula One car, fresh off a podium as well now. Yes. In fact, that reminds me. I really hope there are post race. donuts from yeah. as many drivers as we can we don't really get treated to donuts uh, these these years given how engine life is so critical could lewis do one could fettel do one could alonso do one could the three of them do one for oh. kimi and the send off uh and i hope drivers don't have to ask for permission they just do it just the way roman grosjean did last year you know they said no but he still went and did his uh grown up as as formula 1 tagged it so finally season ending will of course leave all of us with a massive void but somel and i will try and keep filling this void mm. even through the off season yeah lots of fun stuff coming up and we will keep you updated on our social media channel so subscribe to the newsletter follow us on social media You know the rest, right? I mean, come on. You've been using the internet for longer than maybe I have. So there's a bit of that involved as well. But but the fun part is, folks, lots of fun interviews coming up. Lots of fun content coming up right here on the Inside Line F1 podcast and Bits to Podium. And 
you know where to come up for the race review as well. Right here on Monday morning, once the dust has settled down, once we're actually able to sleep over it and come back with with the more uh, calmer emotions, let's put it that way. But see you there, folks. Enjoy this weekend. Even if you don't try to enjoy, I think you'll still end up enjoying this weekend. And if you know who's going to win, write to us and maybe we'll say, come on, you liar. Nobody knows who's going to win. See you, folks. Then see you on Monday morning. Enjoy the weekend and we shall catch you right here. Bye-bye.